Hey, welcome back to another episode of Team Rhino Outdoors Musky Fishing Podcast. And today we're going to talk to Paul from Boss Shad Lures, and we're going to talk to him about the Crime Boss. So that'll be a, a conversation about a little crankbait. I'd say it's a, uh, most guys are trolling it, but it's not necessarily a trolling bait. It can very well be a casting bait. I think that it's um, it's primarily based over in the east, and it seems like a lot of those guys over there do a lot of trolling, so that's why it gets used in that application. It certainly shouldn't be pigeonholed as a trolling bait. It could definitely be a great casting option for early season, working over weeds and whatnot. But, uh, we're, you know, I'm not going to try to tell you about it. I'll let Paul do that. He's the expert in this particular field, so I'll let Paul talk about that. A couple things I want to talk to you about for Team Rhino Outdoors is we just want to, we just wrapped up our last, we'll call it virtual show. And we just want to thank everybody for their support over the winter. It was uh, unbelievable. We've, uh, you know, we anticipated things to be a little slower based off of, you know, not having shows and everything. And, and you guys kept us rolling right along and it was, it was great. And, uh, you know, we're, we're sorry we weren't out at shows this year. Unfortunately, most of them were canceled. This past one in Wausau wasn't canceled. But we weren't there because of the time constraint it takes to get set up for one of these particular shows. So we just want to thank everybody for their support, their virtual shows. Uh, we, you know, we hope that certainly all the shows are back to normal next year. And, you know, we'll monitor that throughout the course of the year. We have plenty of time now to uh, worry about that. But uh, we just hope that we're, you know, we're back to normal and we're back on the road. It's, you know, starting in January with the Chicago show. And, you know, between this podcast or our Backlash Fishing Podcast, we will provide updates, you know, as we move along throughout the course of the year. But at this point in late March, it seems like things are a go. Speaking of late March, now is a great time to be thinking about the musky season. If you're looking to get gear, I would say I don't want to pressure anybody to purchase early, but if you're looking for stuff and it's in stock now, it might be a good idea to purchase because um, lead times are getting longer. We're doing our best to get the website stocked up. Things are uh, getting stocked up and restocked. And we're trying to order in larger numbers to accommodate everybody. So we're trying to be out of stock less often. Obviously, our website updates in real time. So if there's an issue, you'll know it before you order it. So you won't have that problem. But we're, you know, we still don't like it when, you know, five out of seven or five out of 12 colors or whatever would be sold out. That's certainly not our goal. We're working as hard as we can to get stuff restocked, but unfortunately we're at the mercy of the manufacturers and they're equally as busy. Speaking of restocks, we're, we got Ace Baits in and restocked. And at the advice of one of our pro staff members, Jeff out of Madison Muskie Guide Service, he had told us for a while we need to get these baits and I finally listened to him and we got them. And then at more advice of Jeff, he, uh, he selected some of his top colors. So if you're looking for custom colors, we have those exclusively available through Team Rhino Outdoors. I think we have, uh, I don't know, six or seven colors now that aren't available anywhere else. So if you're looking for ace baits, we have all four sizes and we have good numbers on them. Coming soon from Muskie Mayhem Tackle, we should be restocked on many colors in the trigger. And if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, March 22nd, when it's released, I believe that's the date, we will... Uh, We'll have some hopefully in that afternoon. They're on their way. We're getting restocked on those. New uh, IC9 from Musky Frenzy. That's another one that we have on order, and it's been uh, selling well. Certainly going to be uh, a great fish catching option this year, but uh, we should have more of those later on this week. Those are coming soon as well. And we have, you know, tons and tons of baits on order right now, and we're, like I said, we're working to 
keep the website as stocked up as we can. You guys have done a, a great job of, you know, coming out and, and checking out our, our new options for this year. And we're going to continue to add some new options, you know, as the, uh, as the season progresses. So with that being said, anybody that's looking for musky gear, check out www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. And I'm going to go get uh, Paul on the phone. All right, my guest today is Paul with Bosch Shad Lures, and today we're going to talk about the Crime Boss. Paul, if you're not familiar with Bosch Shad Lures, he's got a pretty great lineup, especially if you're into trolling. But the uh, bait, and and it, you can definitely use them for casting as well. But I think they're primarily known as a trolling bait, most of them. But this bait here, Paul, the one we're going to talk about today is a Crime Boss, and I don't think this one is known as just a trolling bait. Is that right? Yes, I have uh, a lot of people that uh, cast them also. And I have people that put them on gypsies for walleye. Well, speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about the size of this thing. Because if, if you look at it, it doesn't look like a prototypical musky bait. What's the, uh, how big is this bait? It's three and a half inches and it's about seven eighths wide. It's still built for muskies. It's got the big 92,000 screw eyes, the bigger hooks. You know, usually when you get smaller bait, they have to downsize everything. Yeah, this one, this one's a, a a big nugget. That's what I was gonna say. Big nugget is the way to describe it. It's a, uh, it's got, and it pounds too. For I mean, for a little bait, this thing's got a big, big thump to it. Yeah, um, um I, I had some guys. I, it was designed for spring fishing. It doesn't get down real deep, you know, like probably five to eight feet, depending on your braid diameter. I know guys that. Use them all year round, though, and catch fish on them. Uh, they'll long line it over, you know, deep water, and if any muskies are high, it's high in the uh, water column, they'll they'll bite it. And like you said, I mean, this one will get down, you know, five to eight feet or whatever. But I also think a lot of guys will use this for a casting bait because it's a pretty decent shallow water early season option. Like if you're a Wisconsin guy and you're looking for a for a small, you know, presentation, this would definitely fit the bill. Yes. Yeah, and it's good for beginners too. You know, you could you could throw it out, twitch it. You know, because it's a crankbait, there's really no wrong way of uh, fishing it. So it's easier for someone that don't want to throw big stuff all day. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you had the four point five, and we're not going to talk about that today. What what made you decide to go with something a little bit smaller yet? Because I mean, obviously, a four point five isn't very big. In the, you know, this little crime boss is even a little bit smaller yet. What made you think, hey, we need something a little bit smaller? Because in like the era yeah. of musky fishing today, it seems like everybody wants to push bigger, bigger, bigger. But sometimes small gets the job done. Oh, uh, definitely. The four and a half has so much action that usually the fish don't bite it early until after spawn. Um, not, not all the time, but that's how it is for Ohio and PA for us. So I came up with the, with this bait, it pounds a little more than I wanted it to, but it started catching fish. So I just went with it. So let's talk a little bit about this, you know, where a guy is mostly running this. Is it, like you said, it's an early season presentation typically, but also guys are running it, you know, throughout the course of the season. Is it a, uh, I want to try a troll over the, the shallow weeds, is that mostly where guys are using this? Yeah, yeah. most people are using it like five to eight foot of water and trolling over the new weed growth, or if they're trolling it after the weed growth, they're trolling it on the outside if the weeds are too high. But it's like um, it's like one of those little snacks. You could be full, but you're always going to grab that little 
fate that comes across your face, you know. Yeah, I know on an episode we did recently on the Backlash podcast, somebody talked about uh, small baits, and they referred to them as like a little cupcake. Like if you just ate a big meal and yeah. somebody throws another big meal at you or put something out there that's too big, you may you may you know not want to go for it. But, you know, you stick a little cupcake out there, and guys will be like, hey, I could eat another cupcake. That's right, or a Hershey Kiss. Yeah, there you go. You always grab the Hershey Kiss out of Grandma's bowl, you know. Absolutely. As you're as you're busting at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple guys that use them at Chautauqua over the deep water. That um, they get some big fish doing it. At that time, I mean, I would be running the four and a half, but I guess it's something different, you know. And they could you could put it way out there, and you know you're not going to get real deep with it. So it's a nice. It's a nice spread on your trolling spread, you know. You get one way out there, get it down five to eight feet, and not worry about it, you know. So let's talk a little bit about construction. I mean, we talked about the equipment, or you know, the the hooks and all that stuff. It's definitely not a bass bait or a small, you know, a walleye bait is for sure built for muskies. But uh, you want to talk about the uh, the body makeup on this one? Maybe talk a little bit about how big this lip is too. The body is um, it's made out of wood. Your store carries the resin with a rattle. Sometimes I'll put the rattle in the wood, depending on what people want. But most of the time, um, the rattle goes in the resin bait. The lip is, let me measure one here. The lip's not big at all. Yeah, it's probably an inch and a half wide. Actually, it's about an inch and a quarter wide. And length is two inches. So it's, it's pretty small. Like I said, the two screw eyes are... Uh, 92 thousandths stainless they're one and a half inches long and i mean it's it's like a little it's like a little nugget you know uh, ohio is big on small baits and uh, the surrounding states and we use big stuff but i mean it's uh, a lot of guys like smaller baits over here sure i know it seems to be kind of the the trend, I would say, down in like southern Wisconsin too. A lot of times they're using these smaller baits as well. So I would say this would probably yeah. be a good a good early season option for a lot of them as well. Yeah, pressured waters seem to like smaller baits. So with this bait, if guys are trolling it, how fast will they be able to get it to go? Oh, you can you can troll this five miles an hour plus because it doesn't dive deep. You know it. It just you can you you could speed troll with this bait, no no for sure. As long as you have it tuned up correctly. Tuning is definitely one of those things that um I, I think some people just need to get a little bit of a hang on it. You know, it's a pretty easy deal. If you wanna do you wanna talk maybe a little bit about how you tune a bait if it if it's running out of tune? What I do is when I first clip clip a bait on, I'll put it on the side of the boat like three or four feet just to see what it's gonna do. And if it runs to the right a little bit, I'll tweak the eye to the left just a little bit. You barely want to even bend anything. You just want to you want to grab it with pliers and, and think that you didn't even do anything. And then I'll put it back in there. And if it looks like it's straight, then I'll let it I'll let it out like 10, 15 foot in the back of the boat. Make sure the boat's going straight. Make sure you're with the waves so you're not blow, you know the boat's not getting blown to the side. And I'll typically put it where out of the motor bubbles or prop wash. And then I'll watch that line and then I'll either reel in real fast and see if that line comes in straight or I'll give it a nice pull straight up and, and look at the line and make sure the line's coming straight.
straight at me. If it darts to the right or left, then I'll, I'll retweak it. I think the key, what you said there is when you're going to, you know, tune these baits is a little goes a long way on the front screw eye. When you're talking front screw eye, you mean where you, where you hook the, the snap to your bait. I'm yeah. assuming you guys are using snaps. The, yep. The toe, yeah, the toe, the toe eye on the lip. Yep. Absolutely. And like I said, you can't stress it enough. A little goes a long way. So don't go and make. I'll even like some of the older baits that I used to buy. I'll do it with my thumb. And it hurts, but I'll just tweak it with my thumb, and sometimes that's just enough hmm. to move it. You know, must be a little tougher it, than me. I can't say I've ever tuned a bait with my thumb. <laughs> yeah, you could you could tune them with the thumb. Uh, I'll have to, I'll give the, that a shot. Have, yeah, unless it has to go way over, then you got to use the pliers. You know. Yeah, but yeah. you just do a little at a time. Make sure your screw eyes are all straight and your hooks are teed properly, and not hanging up and. You should be good to go. A lot of people make the mistake that, you know, you're in a crosswind and your boat's getting pushed to the right or the left. So when they go to tune it, it might look like it's coming in straight, but they don't account for your the boat being pushed. So you're really not straight. So I always tell people, turn your boat where the waves are behind you, have your driver drive straight, and tune all your baits. Absolutely. And, and tuning, if you're a troller, especially if you're a speed troller, those are, I mean, it's super important to have your stuff tuned up because otherwise you're just going to be fighting a mess all day long. Yes, you will. <laughs> it could be bad, especially out, you know, out here where, you know, in PA and New York, you're a lot of three lines of piece. So you have a six line spread on that boat. So when you go to turn that boat around structure, if your stuff's not running straight, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You'll be cutting a lot of lines. <laughs> Yep, I'm seeing it happen. Out in Green Bay, we can do the same thing. It's three per guy, and uh, we yep. found some baits that get out of tune, and they, you know, wander over into your other stuff, and next thing you know, you oh, check yeah. your stuff, and you got, or you or you just notice it. They pop up on the top, and you got things twisted up all the all the heck. I was going to say, the only bad thing about a small bait is if you get a weed on your leader or on the bait, that could throw it out of tune. You could be messy, too. So it's important to check your lines every, uh, you know, I don't know, we. We go, we, we constantly watch the lines. If we see anything a little funny, we reel it up and make sure it's clean. But if it's a pretty weedy lake, you know, I'll let the bait, after it's tuned, I'll, I'll stick the rod in the water before I let the line out. So why, you know, so no weeds get on it. And I mean, we check, I bet you we check every 25 to, you know, 45 minutes, every, every lure to make sure they're running clean. Yeah, a lot of people think trolling is cheating, but in some cases, it, like you said, if you're fishing on a, on a weedy lake and you're using planer boards and stuff, it can almost be more work than casting. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Casting, you're, you're casting one bait at a time, right? So that's all you have to worry about. With trolling, if you have a, if, if someone's driving, you know, the other person is checking lines constantly. And sometimes it'll be so bad, but you're catching fish. As soon as you put the spread out, you have to start over again and clean. Yep. So it, it sometimes it's sometimes it's real bad. Yeah, they but they make weed, you know, weed uh, weed guards. You could try, you know, and some people cut the hooks of uh, the points off a hook and put it on the top of the leader and catch weeds that way. There's a lot of tricks, you know, when you're doing it a long time. And you know, stacking baits. You know, would you run a crime boss? 
and and have all big baits out and that's the smallest bait i mean i try to i try to match the baits we're using you know seven inches to three and a half you know i, I try to keep the whole spread this it's close to the same is there anything else you think we need to cover on on that bait no i think i mean it's it's pretty it's a pretty simple bait you know it's yeah definitely not rocket science to run it again don't don't uh you know if you're a caster cast it you know there's nothing wrong with casting this bait at all well paul for people that are looking to get a resin version of the crime boss which is you know seems to be pretty popular we sell a good number of them you can check them out at teamrhinooutdoors.com if they want a wood version they could probably talk to you and how do they go about doing that yeah they just go on bossshad.com and i have 19 colors in stock at all times, I will happy to send them out to you. Sounds good. I know Paul's a busy man, so uh, if uh, if we happen to be out of stock or he happens to be out of stock, be patient. It's uh, it's been a struggle. We just talked about it before we started recording. It's been uh, it's been a, a much busier, I guess, early start to the season than we anticipated. I thought with no shows that things would be fairly slow, and that's been anything but the case. Yeah, it's been crazy this winter, which is good. I like it like that. For sure. And it gets- and without shows, it gives you time to really stock up so you don't get caught with your pants down, you know, when the season does start. So it's kind of, that it was kind of nice not having shows this year, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it was in certain cases. There was a lot that, that uh, we got to do without that. I obviously like seeing the customers and talking to the customers, yeah. and, you know, getting the feedback from them. I don't miss yeah, the travel, you know, I don't miss the setup, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like it's really the customers and talking to them and getting feedback from them and, and hearing their stories about what they caught fish on and the colors that they like and all that kind of stuff. That's the part that I miss yeah. about shows. Yeah, that's fun. Definitely drinking beer. That's fun. You know, Yep. Uh, you're right though. The setup, travel, it gets old. Yep. Worrying about snowstorms, that kind of stuff. It seems like it's inevitable. Uh, isn't it? All the time. Yep. Of course, this season, every weekend that we were supposed to have shows, it's been free and, <laughs> free and clear, you know, with no shows going on. It's been really I nice know. weather, but uh, we, we won't get so lucky again next year, I'm sure. No, we'll have, a snow, we'll have a couple snowstorms for sure. Without a doubt. We actually had a good winter. I mean, uh, it was actually winter this year for us. But the show, like you said, the shows, we didn't have snow. But other than that, we had snow all year. Yeah, oddly for us in the Midwest, up here in Wisconsin, it's been, I would say, it was a fairly mild winter. Snow-wise, we didn't have a lot, and cold, we didn't have a lot of that. We had a nice blast for about two weeks, and that was about it. And the, you know, wow. Other than that, it was it was a fairly decent winter, I would say. I mean, like I said, I used my snowblower, but it wasn't like I had to use it a ton. I mean, granted, it's still only you know a little past middle of March, so we still have to the end of April for us to get snows, and sometimes our April snows and March snows can be worse than anything else that we've seen, so... Hopefully we avoid you know, that. We're in the sixties from Sunday to next Wednesday. So as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to get my boat out of storage. Sounds like a great idea. It'll be a little bit yet for us. We still have another month month or so to wait for a season, but a lot of people yeah. in your area are probably getting fired up and they're getting ready to go fishing. Oh, I I tell you what, I got some nice big musky pictures yesterday already. So it's um it's it's already started for sure yep it's time well paul i'll let you go get your boat out of storage and yeah i appreciate you 
Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk about the crime boss, and uh, I hope you have a great season. We'll probably get you back on some other time to talk about the uh, 4.5 inch. Yeah, no problem. I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you go. That's the crime boss right from uh, Paul from Boss Shad's mouth. So whatever you need to know about the crime boss, there it was. If uh, at some point during the you know early part of the season you're thinking about new baits, Definitely consider the Crime Boss and refer back to this one if you want to know what it can do for your uh, musky fishing needs. If you're looking for a good selection of the Crime Boss, check out www.teamrhinooutdoors.com. We have a bunch of his stock colors and we also have some of our exclusive colors because that's kind of what we do. We uh, we started out as a uh, custom color retailer trying to fill a niche and we wanted to you know, turn more into a full service retailer. So we're trying to add everything. You know, if you want uh, stock colors and stuff, that wasn't really our ticket, wasn't really planned to be our ticket, but it's something that we offer now. So if you want a few of his more popular stock colors, we have those as well, as we do in many of the manufacturers that we carry. So I guess I have nothing else to add. If you're looking for gear for 2021, please check out teamrhinooutdoors.com. And once again, we say it on all of our episodes. We truly thank everybody who listens to a podcast, who watches a video, who makes a purchase, who uh, even just gives a thumbs up on one of our Instagram posts or Facebook posts or any of that stuff. So, you know, we thank everybody for your support and uh, we'll catch everybody again in two weeks.